This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hey, Jenny Blatt from Love in the Wild, and you're listening to What Do They Said? And I can't stop laughing. Hey, this is Jenny Blatt from Love in the Wild, and you're listening to What Do They Said? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear what do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios Southwest in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who puts the care in Obamacare, your host. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. What? Robert Bob today, coming to you from the new northeast, new Duvet Studios Northeast. Brand spanking new here. I am podcasting to you from a barge made entirely of floaters on the East River of New York's Manhattan. I oh, see now that that might be a, a New York only joke. What's a what's a floater other than uh, you know what um, I a, a healthy bowel movement stool? <laughs> My bad. Uh, a floater is uh, what they commonly refer to as somebody uh, that just kind of appears floating in one of the, the various rivers that we have surrounding this little island. Oh, sure. Um, right. Yes. Yeah, so a little disgusting to be on a barge made entirely of floaters, but uh, <laughs> I'm nothing if not a little disgusting. You know what I've heard, actually, if you want to be disgusted? Yeah. People who jump off the Brooklyn Bridge to commit suicide. Okay. Apparently, the silt, the 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 land, the bottom of the river, is so um, unstable. It's not really solid that people usually die not from the fall, but from the height that they fall. They go directly down in the water, and their legs get sucked into the mud at the bottom of the river, and then they can't free themselves out of that being stuck sort of quicksand thing and that's how they die Oof. well you got to expect that sort of you know worst case scenario when you're leaping off the bridge yeah i don't know how people know that though that's one of those things that i one of those facts that i hear like who's down there in scuba gear watching people dive and sitting there watching them until they drown and go yep that's how it happens i smell a new reality show <laughs> what about you <laughs> Listeners, how would you like to die? Let us know. Send us an email, whatduvaysaid at gmail.com, because your emails mean so much. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook numbers are exciting, Rob. They are, they are doubling over, brimming over with excitement. You can find us by searching for What Duvet Said, or find one of your friends who's a f fan of ours on Facebook and just find what that they like us and follow us there. You can find us on the Stitcher app on your iPhone. There's a brand new iPhone app right in the App Store called Podcast. We're on that as well. You can just download that and listen to podcasts directly from your iPhone instead of downloading them from the iTunes Store. 
Please leave us a review there. Jeez, what else do we yeah. do? Don't be jerks, listeners. You can find us on Mevio if you don't want to like think that you're a jerk. Mevio, what do they <laughs> said? Mevio, Stitcher, uh, Rogue Two, Rogue Two, Blimey. Blimey. This is exhausting. You can find us everywhere. If you're listening to us right now, you've already found us. But tell a friend, and these are all you know great companies. Or you can give us a phone call. Rob, where can they do that? Why don't you call us at 415-937-0445? That's 415-937-0445. That number is always live. Mm. Do we have any guests today, Rob? You know, funny you should say that. First of all, I don't know if you have heard the, you know, the hubbub around the office here. Hmm. I don't know. I, I really come into the office. I'm more of a floater. You phone it in. You are kind of a floater. <clears throat> Our jobs are in jeopardy, Jason. I'm just going to say it right now. You should know this. Oh, great. Why? What, what happened? Yeah. Well, WDS Brass has been holding top secret, top level meetings. I don't know what this is all about, but it only can point in one direction. People are after our jobs. Ann Curry has recently been seen in the WDS office. Oh, well, she was let go, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently she wants a new gig, and WDS is looking awful pretty now, isn't it, Ann? She's trying to curry favor. You're gonna <laughs> very nice, nicely done. Thanks. You'll have to pry this job from my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> yeah, because Rob is dedicated. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I put the dead in dedicated. <laughs> um, Regis Philbin also sniffing around. Oh man, I think that would be a good show, Regis and Curry. Yeah, right. They might, might they might be they might be better for us than us. Yeah. I think I'd like to listen to that show. <laughs> yeah. Let us know, listeners. <laughs> yeah, what do they say to gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Yeah, and then Octomom, of course, is always barking up the tree for the job. I have seen part of the Octomom <gasps> video. Do tell give me the gory details. I saw about fifteen seconds of it. It was it was sent to me, you know, here you gotta see this. And like any curious American male, I was like, Oh, okay, sure. What what is the deal with Octomom? That's kind of my always been my mantra. I wake up, I light some candles, I sit in the lotus position, what is the deal with Octomom? What is the deal with Octomom, right? Yeah. Because I don't get her. Like as as long as it's been going on, I've never understood why She's been in the news other than she was she had eight babies, her litter of babies. That was interesting. But the whole sort of sexualization of Octomom has never been uh, something that I've been able to figure out. So I would say that's the, probably the only thing I find interesting about her. <laughs> All right. Well, then you are up on me. Um, perhaps you should <laughs> would have survived this longer. It was her sitting buck naked uh, up against the ledge of a bathtub um, Excuse me, one second. I noticed you said buck naked. Is it buck naked or is it butt naked? Uh, I've always said buck naked, as in the buck stops here. Okay, okay, fair enough. Go, continue. Okay, that doesn't mean I'm right. She's leaning up against a uh, a, uh, a a toddler or something right now. Yeah, uh, but so but in the video, she's up on the lip of a bathtub. Um, with her oh, okay. legs spread open. <laughs> She's got some tattoos uh, on her belly above her pelvis, and she's got a vibrator that she's 
I'm going to vomit. I, like I, you know that moment where you sort of feel the bile coming up in your stomach. Like now that I'm describing it, I actually just for a second there felt like I was going to be be ill. Oh no! Um, Does she have this kind of look of wonder and surprise, or is it uh, like terror and uh, like faux sexiness? She's got the faux sexiness thing happening. But seriously, I like turned it on and I watched like that little bit of it. I probably had it on for I'm gonna say 15 seconds, if that. Like 15 seconds uh-huh. now that I'm thinking about it seems like a really long time compared to how long I watched it because I like went ah! and then <laughs> I turned it off. I was like, why did any who thought like why would you know, you know, people send you these things, right? I got one of yes. these guys. Everybody has one or two of these people who just send you emails all day long with attachments of everything all day long. Yes. So I have a dedicated they make, one, they make wonderful scapegoats for when your wife discovers strange things on your computer. Yeah, I got one guy. I, I I've set up an email address specifically for this one guy and uh he's he's in, if I t- I'll tell you who he is off the air. Actually, it's kind of interesting who he is cuz he's a he's a showbiz connection of mine. Um, uh, lovely. But, you know, because at the time I was like, oh, yeah, I'll give you my email address. And then just all day long, oh, you got to see this. You got to see this. You got to see this. <laughs> and so it's terrible. But I'll send it to you if you want to see it. <laughs> Absolutely. Please do. God, if you want to be ill, go ahead. Am I still ill? So other than Ann Curry, do we have any other guests today? We do. We do. Well, actually, Them Magazine got a big get. On the cover of this week's Us Magazine, Paula Dean. Do you know famed butter queen Paula Dean? Paula uh, Dean. She's on the Food Network. Yeah, I know the name. I don't. Poisoning America for several years now. Yeah. With her. Yes. Well, she's lost a ton of weight because she was diagnosed with diabetes. The least shocking thing that happened in recent uh, recent memory, <laughs> and so she lost about I guess the thirty pounds she shed. And so now she's talking about how you know she just doubles up on the greens, and I don't mean collard greens. And uh, we could not get Paula Dean because uh, she didn't quite frankly want to talk to them magazine, but we did get her excess fat to sit down and talk with us, and actually. The fat has some very disparaging things to say about how literally the fat had been with Paula Dean for years and years and years and then was just kicked to the curb the minute there was any kind of controversy arising about its presence. So uh, obviously feeling jilted, the fat is here to speak with us today. To chew the fat. Yes, exactly. To chill the fat. So yes, the, the the separated from the Food Network hun that is Paula Dean, fat is sitting down here to talk with us, as well as oh, this is a big one. You know that movie Magic Mike's opening tomorrow, right? Oh God, I'm yes, I'm so sick of it, and I don't understand the Channing Tatum phenomenon. But yes, I know. Yes, Magic Mike. Got that Matthew McConaughey boy? Is he sexy? He's hunky. I'm so I'm so as as tired of hearing about Magic Mike as I am of seeing Chloe Sevigny naked. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, I, I can never get tired of that. But that's a separate story. Maybe a guest for a later show. <laughs> but with Magic Mike, we do not have Channing Tatum, folks. Sorry, and we do not have Matthew McConaughey. But we do have a vial of musk oil and man sweat sitting down to talk with us as well as banana sling going to join us later too wow this is a jam-packed episode i don't know how we're going to get to all of it yes in fact they're all right you should see the conversation going on by the green wall right now it's it's quite interesting 
Yeah, I just wonder if we can trust discarded fat. I mean, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be holding a grudge against Paula Dean? Well, you know, they've had a long, long relationship, and I'm sure that, you know, fat probably knows Paula Dean better than anybody. Okay. Well, I guess I'll know yeah. when we talk to fat. So well, let's give some kudos to Reba, who's really been working hard to bring us these A-list guests that you've come to expect from WDS. Yeah, she's really stepping up since the big move to New York. I'm impressed. We're all energized here. Okay. Um, you know, you're not buying it. No, I was going to say something. What's happening to me right now is I I was going to mention something earlier when we were talking, and I, I was like holding on to it to mention it when we got through the guest thing, and now it's completely gone. So I'm a little distracted because I don't remember what I was going to say. Well, you might find this interesting then. You were asking about when WDS was going to release its findings. Yes, yes, yes. Big news. WDS has released its findings. <gasps> oh, Okay. Yeah, we've got nothing. <laughs> nothing, huh? Yeah, we've we've got nothing. Oh, well. Which should be phrased out, by the way. So maybe maybe <laughs> the, the the sum total of the release of our findings is that we want to phrase out "we've got nothing" as a punchline to uh to a joke. Okay. How's that? I actually have something to phrase out. Might as well do it now since we're talking about it. Do it. Oh, I like it. Mix up the order. Keep our guests on their toes. Yeah. Keep uh, the audience on its toes. That's right. That's right. Who was ready for the phrased right. out segment this early in the show? Nobody. I'm gonna act another coffee. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm having a little tea. Mm. I'm gonna uh, say that this has to do with the shows we watch. I don't know if you watch America's Got Talent, do you? No. Don't they call it now just Got Talent? It's actually called AGT now. Oh, really? Yeah. So hashtag that, buddy. <laughs> you hashtag that. I, uh, I've been, there's nothing on. So I've been watching AGT and, uh, love in the wild, as you know, um, gotcha. which we can talk about later. I'm sure you're excited to talk about love in the wild later, but as always, I'm thrilled. I believe we've actually phrased this out before, but so correct me if I'm not listening to you when you've done it, but <laughs> hey, I, I'd like to phrase out the phrase out of my comfort zone or out of your comfort zone. We have not phrased that out. That is excellent. Okay, good. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Because I've been hearing it a lot. Like the judges in, in AGT, or maybe just GT, uh, say, you, you're doing really great, but I want to see you get out of your comfort zone. And then these people on The Love in the Wild are like, I don't know. It's, it's, it, you're really pushing me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I hear that too on these uh, the food. I watch a couple of Food Network shows, um, and they say that a lot. We really need you to go out of your comfort zone. Mm. I'm glad you got your cable so you can watch the Food Network a lot now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I get a food, so I just watch it on television. <laughs> uh, hey, did you hear the big news this morning? We record on Thursday, so there actually is big news today. Do we want to touch on that, or do we want to yeah, get to our? We should. We are nothing if not uh, touchable. Okay. Touch it. Okay. Touch well, it. All right. So I don't know if this technically counts as news, but did you? I can't do my song anymore. <laughs> uh, do you have a take on the Supreme Court ruling on the Assisted Healthcare Act? Um. Wow. Do I have a take on it? No. I mean, hey, I guess people need to have health insurance. I'm lucky enough to get health insurance through through my wife, and so. Uh, but if I wasn't able to, I think uh, I'd be very, very much taking this. Yeah, but what is it? Do, do, here's what I don't understand about the Obamacare Health Care Act. Anything. I don't understand anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
You know, come to think of it, I don't know either. I don't know what it, it – it's mandatory. I know that. But is it mandatory that you have to spend money on it? Is yeah. it provided? No, no, no. I think th- this is where I, I get thrown. I'm not entirely sure. I believe the healthcare act is that everybody has to have health insurance. So if you're not okay. covered by your employer, then you need to buy health insurance. And if you don't buy health insurance, you say, I don't want to buy it, then you have to pay the government a subsidy that like a tax or something like that. Uh, oh, I see. So if you don't have it, you got to pay them for it anyway. Yeah. Well, you, well, no, you're not even paying for health insurance from, from them. You're just paying for it. But I believe there's also some sort of government subsidy that goes along with it. So if you can't okay. afford health insurance, but the government is making you buy health insurance, then the government will subsidize your purchase of private health insurance. Wow, I'm lucky that my wife takes care of all this through her huge, enormous corporation. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, really, my take on it is that I'm extremely happy that it passed because I'm just happy for the president getting something through and it not being thrown to court and, and Congress not throwing it out and all of that stuff. I just feel like, thank you. Thank you for this actually going through and the majority of people believing in it and it not being thrown out because a bunch of pissy people are saying no, no, no. Even though it may be yeah. that I actually don't agree with it, which I don't know mm-hmm. at all because mm-hmm. I don't know you anything about it because <laughs> I don't understand it. I'm just happy that the president that I voted for, who I believe in, who I believe actually might know something more about this <laughs> than I do. Yeah. I'm going to defer to the president on this one. I am. I really am. So congratulations to the president. Um, you know what I thought was great, though? Because I, I like you, am not fully comprehending the the actual what the Obamacare entails and you know all the provisions and whatnot. But what I thought was funny was Mitt Romney's response to the, you know, the ruling was, if I'm elected president, I'll repeal it. <laughs> not... The the best part of that is like he can't. No, the president is not a czar or a king. You know he can't repeal it. It has to go through the courts. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's gonna. Don't you love the, pre- the the people running for president? Just say, I would do this on day one. I and essentially what they're saying is I would completely dismantle the constitution and and act. Unilaterally, without any sort of you know uh, other branches of government involved in, in I'm a, I, my divine dictatorship. There's a TV program on the channel that I watch, which is the History Channel or History Channel Two, uh, called. You're so the, smart, the, Jace. The President's Book of Secrets, <laughs> and it's this. It's this. Uh, um, Sounds lurid. Yeah, yeah. It's this conspiracy theory based uh, program that speculates that when a president is elected office, there's an enormous volume of secret information that gets handed to the president that they say, okay, here's everything we know that we don't tell anybody, the UFOs, uh, time travelers, uh, you know, th- who Jack the Ripper was, whatever. Like Government all- cheese. Government cheese. What's in it? Yeah, exactly. What toilet seats really cost. And they're all in the book. And so what happens is no, you don't know about it until you get elected president. So you can make all these promises and then you step into the office and say, all right, I'm going to repeal the, the Health Care Act. And they say, yeah, here, let me show you this book here. You can't do anything. You have to do everything this way, because if you, as soon as you screw up, 
everything goes to shit. It's all a big illusion, by the way. <laughs> nothing, nothing is real. Everything sucks. The the precipice of government is on a very shaky stand. You have no power whatsoever. You're just some dude. <laughs> so forget it. That, that, that seems about right. <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of like the way things run around here at WDS. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's pre actually pretty accurate. Hey, do you have any a little lighter news for today? Since now that we've... I do have lighter news. But first, before we get into lighter news, mm -hmm. I would like to play a new game. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm in. I like games. Here's new game music. This is just old game music. Oh, yeah, that anybody. goes perfectly with this new game. <laughs> Great. What's the new game? Do oh, I get to play? Game to be, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're the only one that can play since I can see you and nobody else can. Oh. Let's okay. play this game. Let's guess, listeners, what shirt Jason's wearing today. Oh, okay. What do they say to gmail.com? Because <laughs> your emails mean so we'll much. Call it, we'll this, call it, this is the we'll game? We'll call it, uh, maybe we can come up with an acronym for it. Guess Jason's Shirts. So, GJS. <laughs> we'll call it GJS. Okay. I don't think this is much of a game, but I'll play. <laughs> I'm at a bit of a disadvantage because I chose this shirt to put on this morning, so I already know what shirt I'm wearing. And you can't play, sir. Okay. If I can't play and you know the answer, then let's leave it up to our listeners. My games suck. I'm just going to go on the record and say, my games suck. Bob Duvet sucks at creating games. I used to be so good. No, Jason, you're wearing a Clock Paw shirt. I am. Which uh, is, is the band that you uh, play with. Uh, it is. It is the band it's I play with. Yep. It's a very cool shirt, in fact. If you want to get one, like, listener, <laughs> listener, <laughs> right? <laughs> Write in or call 415-937-0445, and uh, you'll get a T-shirt. Jason will make sure you get a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty good contest. For everybody who guesses okay. what shirt I'm wearing today, the first person with the correct answer. <laughs> you can guess, guess that Jason's wearing a clock paw shirt. You get one. Yeah, you literally win the shirt off my back. Um, lighter news, with, you were saying? With your, uh, with your musk oil and... Uh, Axe body spray. Scent. Yes, we have news. Lighter news. Lighter news. Oh, it's light news. Kind of like and light beer. Got the blues. We got light news. Good. All right. News light segment. Here we go. Dangerous syringes litter Rockaway Beach. Uh-oh. What are there any other kind of syringe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like those child-friendly syringes that you hear so much exactly. about. Exactly. Placid syringes. <laughs> Swimming around <laughs> Rockaway Beach. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, there's a picture of it. There's multiple syringes that I guess have washed up on the beach or maybe have been discarded. Oh. Um, that's gnarly, though. Think about it. If you're walking down a beach and all of a sudden you feel like a stabbing sensation in the bottom of your foot and you lift it up to find a discarded needle, that's not cool. No, that's uh, that's a way to get the AIDS, I understand. Reba, get Hep C or, or Vince Neil on, on the show. Is that how Vince that's Neil how this... got hepatitis? Is that what he has? I would say that that's probably not. Not from stepping on a syringe at a beach. <laughs> you sure? Seems like more, the most likely thing that Vince Neil would be involved with. <laughs> oh, Lord. Maybe. We'll have to ask him. Um, yeah, so that, I, I just found that to be gnarly. Kind of like a, that's more of a, a, a news amuse-bouche, if you will. It, there's not much to the story other than it's just gnarly. Okay. Well, so would that be a... Shocker! 
then? <laughs> uh, not for me. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's just tuck that under the rug then. Uh, any other news? Do you have something in other news? Oh, well, you got lots of yeah, news. These are going okay. to be quick ones. We'll do it, though. All right, this one. There is a uh, not guilty plea in a alleged beef over tossed French fries. What are tossed French fries? Well, let me read the story to you because it's so short. Me... And this is in Lowell. I'm guessing it's Lowell, Massachusetts, maybe? Well, we'll see. 26-year-old Lowell man was released without bail after police charged him with throwing hot, oily McDonald's French fries at his stepdaughter, 11. Oh. In Lowell District Court on Monday, James Hackett. That's right, James. I'm calling you out. Not a sponsor. Oh, they even give his address. It's like 56 Bellevue Street, <laughs> apartment 3. <laughs> Jeez. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe they're so excited that. that they found out the secret identity of Lowman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why did they lead with that? Anyway, pleaded not guilty to assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. Oh, wow. Hot oily fries, dangerous weapon. As condition of his release, Hackett must stay away from the victim and have no contact with her. With his daughter? Oh, his stepdaughter. Lowell police said that the State Department of Children and Family Services is evolved. According to police, police received a report of the alleged assault at 7.43 p.m. on Friday. Police allege Hackett, his wife and stepdaughter, just left the McDonald's on Plain Street when Hackett and his wife, who was driving, began to argue. The 11-year-old stepdaughter was in the backseat, chimed in, and Hackett allegedly threw the hot French fries in her face. The girl suffered no significant injuries. Oh. So he... I wonder how that happened, though. Did he grab a handful of French fries and fling them over his shoulder? Or did he scoop the whole package? Were they large? Were they medium? How could he possibly still have steaming hot French fries if they were in the car driving away from McDonald's? My McDonald's French fries get cold 10 seconds after they hand them to me. Yeah, that's a good point. You should represent this man. I think think you should be his counsel. I may be a simple country lawyer. But when I get my McDonald's fries, I don't believe they stay hot enough in the drive through window. What is the, what is the rooster doing? <laughs> I'm just a simple country lawyer. Why? Uh, all right. Well, uh, good luck rep- repping him. But wow. That's, uh, that's a deadly assault with a, a weapon, huh, these days? God. They have this law out here. I don't know if you've heard about this in L.A. It's called stop and frisk. Stop and who? It's a stop and frisk law where NYPD could stop you. on. Say you're walking you know, on the street <clears throat> and um, they have reason to you know, be suspicious of you for whatever reason. They can stop and frisk you. And then if they find shit on you, you're, you're busted. Kind of throws the whole idea of probable cause out the window. But that's a... Uh... I may just be a simple country lawyer. <laughs> I I believe there's somebody that I know. In fact, there's a couple people I know, but one I'm thinking in particular that I know that she would be stopped and frisked all the time. <laughs> Why does she smell of weed? No, no, no. I just believe she's just hot. just probably yeah. Hot. She's just hot. Just probable cause would be like whoa. Let's stop her. <laughs> you say you're. I probably should stop her because she's cause she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, lady. <laughs> you need to be frisked. I'm an off-duty cop. Be a simple country constable. <laughs> but I know that you must be hiding something deep in your pockets. 
You know, we've kind of morphed our simple country uh, lawyer constable into like a, a kind of a, a country Paul Stanley. Yeah, or Dean Martin. <laughs> yeah. I may be a simple country lawyer, but I feel like I should risk you. I may be a simple country rock star, but, girl, but I know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here we go. More news? Yeah, please. Indianapolis. God, we haven't played the game in a while. I just blew it now by saying Indianapolis, so we won't play the game. Well, it might be Indianapolis, Florida, right? Good point. Good point. You're on point today. I'm giving you a point. How's that? Hey, Jason, one point. There you go. Jason, one. Rob, nothing. <laughs> Confrontation with TSA agent leaves Grandpa's ashes on floor. Oh, Grandpa. What was he doing smoking anyway? <laughs> a man's attempt to bring the ashes of his grandfather home to Indianapolis ended with an angry scene in a Florida airport with the ashes spilled on the terminal floor. John Gross, a resident of Indianapolis's South Side, holla! I didn't know Indianapolis was known for its South Side. Was leaving Florida with the remains of his grandfather. Well, you Mario. We could have played Marco the game. You're telling me right there we could have played the game. What airport did this happen in? Are we playing? Is that the new game? What airport does this happen in? <laughs> what? O'Hare! No, read me where, where he was flying from. Uh, oh, Lord. Florida. Well, Florida. Florida. See? All right, anyway. Could have, my apologies, listener. We could have played the game. <laughs> okay, so he was go what was the What was the kerfuffle about? Let's find out. Let's skip to the kerfuffle, if you would. Yes, please. They opened my bag, and I told them, please be careful. They are my grandpa's, my grandpa's ashes. She picked up the jar. She opened it. I was told later on that she had no right to even open it, that they could have used other devices like an x-ray machine. So she opened it up. She used her finger and was sifting through it, and then she accidentally spilled it. Oh, oh. this is terrible. Terrible. I think it's a lie. I always. I may just be a simple country <laughs> podcast host, but I think this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, well, yeah, I think that's lame. But I don't know if there's any other way to determine if things in an, an urn. What was he carrying the grandpa in? Uh, a jar. Uh, I'm guessing by by the the locations of uh, travel, Indianapolis <laughs> and Florida, it was a mason jar. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's any other way to determine that. Th that is horrible that she spilled it all over the place. But it's it should have been properly labeled Grandpa. You know, truth be told, there should be at least a, a label affixed to the jar. Maybe something with, with today's in in home publishing potentials. You could have uh, you know put a nice little face on it. And... Well, I may be a simple country <laughs> liar, <laughs> but isn't there some sort of uh, certificate of burning that you get when you cremate your grandpa? Couldn't he have presented that? Right. right. I would lead with, um, I want to show you this document letting you know that I have a jar, mason jar, filled with my grandfather's ashes. Yeah, that's what I would lead with, too. But fortunately, my grandpa's already dead. So what do you think? Yeah, sadly. And I wasn't able to uh, share his ashes with the terminal. <laughs> That puts, that's what puts a whole new slant on the word terminal, doesn't it? Oh, dear. I got to sit down. I... Please do. So what do you think? 
Uh, TSA agents spilling grandpa's ashes. Is this a? Uh, I think it's just an accident, but it is. Uh, maybe I just don't care. <laughs> Better answer. <laughs> that would be my take. Uh, here's a, let's call this in uh, in other news. Oh, we have music for that. See? This one's really, really uh, disturbing to me. It says, an anti-Jew in the zoo. Elmo kicked out a Central Park zoo. What? Well, okay, I need I need more information. <laughs> I shall give it to you, sir. Police removed a mentally disturbed man in an Elmo costume from New York City's Central Park Zoo on Sunday afternoon. The man was spouting anti-Jewish insults, including encouraging visitors at the zoo to read The International Jew, an anti-Semitic series of pamphlets published by Henry Ford. Wow, I love it. This guy is <laughs> handing out, like... Uh, pamphlets from another century. Apparently. Yeah, almost a hundred years ago, dressed as Elmo. Is that is that what I'm getting? Dressed as Elmo. Yeah, you got to get to the kids early, I suppose, when you want to spew your anti, uh, you know, Semitic spewing. Yeah, for somebody with <laughs> no brain, it's really well thought out. <laughs> <laughs> the I love it. The anti-Semitic Elmo. Made his, made, not to be confused with other Elmos that are out there, made his first appearance in 2009 in Times Square, demanding people give him money to take pictures of him. Oh. Berating people refused to give him money. Elmo said, Elmo needs to make a living too. He popped up again in 2010. <laughs> Elmo needs to make Sunday. a living too. <laughs> <laughs> when Observer Sunday told the Elmo to get a real job, he was strongly like saying, I'm not making money because the Jewish costume companies are harassing me. The Jewish costume companies are harassing him. I wonder what that means. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, wait for a pamphlet from, uh, you know, Betsy Ross, I guess. Yeah, Betsy Ross? Why didn't she make things? Wasn't she a seamstress? Yeah. So she makes pamphlets? It's a stretch. <laughs> oh, good point. Good. I was referring to the Elmo costumes. Oh, I see that she was making the Elmo. I see, and she was Jewish. I don't. I, I'm. I'm really. I'm really floundering on this one. Maybe I would need to read his pamphlet. Betsy Rothstein. You didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize. Wow. I, I'm a little puzzled why how there's so many um, that it says anti-Jewish so often in this instead of anti-Semitic. That seems almost. That sort of shocked me that you were reading anti-Jewish, anti-Jew. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it's written. Hmm. Interesting. Wow, is this Daily Caller? Wow, they we should uh, maybe they should uh, do a little tighter edit on this one. This is Stephen Elliott, the Daily Caller. Oh, Stephen Elliott. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that's that story. <laughs> <laughs> so Elmo spewing anti-Jew <laughs> in uh, Central Park. Yeah, I'm gonna say that is a. Because, you know, we have these costumed characters here in Los Angeles in front of the Chinese theater, people dressed as Elmo or Superman or Spider-Man or a Transformer or Batman or Marilyn Monroe. They would fight or... each other, right? I watched the documentary on them. I Yeah, it's actually really interesting, right? It is. It's kind of sad, a little sad. It is sad. I remember the thing I was going to tell you, by the way. Remember earlier when I forgot? Yes. No. But yes. I announced yesterday, which would be Wednesday, as we're recording this, big new musical coming out called Viva Forever, based on the songs of the Spice Girls. Really? It's come to that, has it? 
there's a whole uh, four and a half minute video on their website, vivaforeverthemusical.com, not a sponsor, if you want to check it out. Uh, oh my God. And what happened to your Tommy Tunes, your Stephen Sondheim? Well, it's they, they bring out the Spice Girls who are it's so funny god remember the spice girls i mean they were they weren't even real to begin with and then they come out like they were actually you know something and to see posh spice posing she poses oh it's just fascinating i i I can't get enough of the spice girls they just fascinate me by their manufacturedness and the the craze and all about it it's really ooh, uh, my i'm gonna look for that now i'm i'm intrigued how about you, listener? Are you intrigued? <laughs> One, two, they said at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Viva forever. <laughs> Here's Let me get to two more news stories, okay. quick ones. All right. And uh, maybe we can call this news segment the hubris of Madonna. Okay. I have a feeling there's going to be more. I'm anticipating more examples of the hubris of Madonna so that I think this could actually – this segment could actually have legs. Okay. I wish we'd started it 25 years ago, but yeah, right. We get a lot of. We would be at the cutting edge of the hubris of Madonna. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. What's Madonna? Be up confused to now? with the pubis of Madonna, which is a separate segment. That's, a, that's an entirely different segment entirely. Yeah. So it's his report. Madonna sends sterilization team to remove traces of her DNA from dressing rooms after shows. Oh wow! So. Where would she leave traces of her DNA? Right? It begs the question of what is she like a snail? What the hell does she do in her dressing room? I can, I'm walking. You know, I record from my home out here in the palatial studios of Duvet Studios Southwest in the Hollywood Hills. And I'm just looking around my room right now and I can't – I'd really have to think where my DNA has been left. I, I would imagine, you know, there's probably – Maybe it's hair follicles or people going around with tweezers after Madonna leaves her dressing room trying to retrieve hair follicles. And to what end? To create a yeah, – to, to what end, I ask you? <laughs> are they selling it on eBay, Madonna's DNA? Like what are you going to do with that? Oh, Lord. Put it in a locket and wear it around your neck. I have no idea. But yeah, there's a sterilization team. Can you think of a more – a uh, ridiculous use of, of of your millions than having a sterilization team go around and, and you know cleanse your God. That's crazy. Yeah, she is. Maybe she secretes. <laughs> that could be. She might be a secretor, or she, it may just be that she has sex everywhere she goes. Maybe that's what she's trying to. That image she's trying to keep up. Oh yes, that's just is like the dressing room is awash in her her love juice. Yes. Oh good God! I just when I see these stories, I just it always tweaks my head. It's like why can't these people just be normal? You know, like or some version of normal. Uh yeah, because they're famous. You know, they're as famous as Elmo, and look how he turned out. Exactly. You know, Elmo really went off the deep end. Let me ask you, if you ever became, you know, a celebrity of renown and you had, you know, the, the popularity and the the name recognition of a Madonna, do you think that your behavior would change drastically as a result? I don't believe it would, but I think I'm in a different position than Madonna is or a lot of celebrities. Most celebrities who are nuts 
uh, gained their fame mm-hmm. very early in their life. And I feel like if I gained fame when I was in my 20s, that I would be... I would continue to grasp onto what made me famous in the first place. So I would have the insecurity that it would go away if I didn't maintain the energy and attitude that I had in my 20s. And I think that's what happens. Now I feel more uh, that I would be able to cope with it because I have perspective and I would be able to retreat into my normal life, perform and then not perform. But I think the celebrities who get the fame early get caught up in the difference between their persona and their person. Interesting. Ah, uh, you get that, listener? <laughs> it's, uh, that's, yeah, Jason's inside corner. Oops, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I would hope that I would not need a sterilization team. Now, this is not to say that the dressing room wouldn't be worthy of sterilization, but I don't think I would really need a team to make sure that traces of my DNA weren't retrieved by uh, you know the staff. Yeah, but what do we, I just feel like they're More than cleaning the hair out of the drain in the shower, right? I mean, are they going around picking up skin particles or eyelashes or... Uh, juices. Imagine what her her demands are to the sterilization team, <laughs> and I mean everything. I mean everything. Yeah, I want this room <laughs> tops and tails. Yeah, but dude, let me ask you this: Wouldn't you love that job? Because you know she doesn't stay around and check their work. <laughs> yeah, probably right. You could just kind of go in there and drink one of Madonna's beers. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> just wait, 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 wait for her to leave and then drink one of her beers. <laughs> yeah, put it, charge it to the hotel. The ultimate gig. I want that job. I'm gonna go find out. Yeah, I'm gonna. I can become part of the sterilization team. Dude, your new calling. You said you had one more story. Was that the one more story? Uh, let's do one more story. Okay. Let's see. Well, let me ask you, barometer, on these new stories. Uh, just getting more back into our usual ebb and flow of news. Is this a little bit better than weeks past? I'm. I'm in, in, extraordinarily entertained. Oh, good. Oh, good. Then you'll love this oh. one. Google teaching computers to mimic human brain. Huh. So I guess male computers will be thinking with their dicks? Yeah, I was going to say, which human brain? <laughs> Whose human brain? <laughs> right? Madonna's human brain? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're going to have computers that are going to be obsessed with sterilization. Yeah, exactly. Computers with their own DNA cleanup team. You don't have DNA. Do it anyway. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> this is my house, Lillian. <laughs> oh man, exactly. Yeah. So there. Uh, I love this one. Google on Tuesday said it was dabbling with getting computers to simulate the learning process of the human ba- brain as one of the unusual projects of researchers in its X lab. I like how they're just dabbling with it, though. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we dabble with getting computers to think like humans? That means they don't know what the fuck they're doing. No alarm. <laughs> don't worry, folks. Yeah. We're just dabbling. Yeah. It turns out I'm dabbling in time travel as well, if that's the definition <laughs> of what to do. I'm going to dabble in cloning. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> just dabbling. Uh, well, that Google, they, they, sure, they sure got it all figured out. Nobody dabbles like Google. Indeed. Huh. 
Well, I, I, I don't want my computer to have a human brain because then I'm going to have to teach it things because it's going to be stupid. It, totally right. It's going to be stupid. Exactly. You know, my wife and I, we've been out here now almost a month out here on the East Coast. And I'll, I'll admit that part of, part of us thought that when we came out here, it was like, finally, people won't be as stupid <laughs> as they are in San Francisco. Uh, oh. No, no, they're, they're just as stupid. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just can't wait to tell my computer, why, why didn't you wipe off the ketchup bottle before you put the cap back on? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hello, toilet seat down, computer. <laughs> hello. <laughs> exactly. You don't need to take a half an hour shower. <laughs> I know, I know the computer. I know this might be out of your comfort zone, oh. but I really need you to kind of think big picture. On yeah, this one. exactly. Really, this you, you don't need to recycle everything. This is garbage. Put it in the garbage bin. I know you're just a simple country computer, <laughs> but come on, why don't you use that big electronic brain of yours? Hey, speaking of big electronic brains, uh, what do you, let, should we talk about our TV shows that we watched this week? <laughs> Absolutely. What else is there to talk about if not our TV shows? Right. So it, uh, what TV shows are you watching? Because as I say, I'm only watching AGT. And although I did start watching The Newsroom. Did you watch The Newsroom this week? You know, I have it. I have it taped here and I have not watched it. I heard the first episode was a little disappointing. That's the word I'm getting on the street. What do you hear? What say you? Uh, there's a lot going on. I also am, you know, as I've mentioned to you before, I'm a huge fan of Sports Night, so it's hard for me not yes. to compare everything Aaron Sorkin does to News Night. Uh, I'm sorry, to Sports Night. It's funny because the show yes. that the show that he's on in the newsroom is called News Night, and that Im immediately News makes Night. me go, "Damn it, fuck Sports Night! You should still be doing Sports Night." So, but anyway, I'd be interested in hearing what you think about it. I thought it there it introduces a lot of characters and a lot of plot lines, and you got to just get a lot done in a pilot. Um, but I really uh -huh. enjoyed the opening, like the first eight minutes. I thought was fantastic, and then I expected a different show than what came after that first eight minutes. So I think that might be you know, a disappointment. Did you see? There's floating around. There's a like a seven minute clip of the Aaron Sorkinisms, yes. things that he uses in. Uh, I did. You know, all of his shows. I, I thought that was really, really funny because it's, it, it's, I guess it's just, you know, phrases that he's uh, fond of. Well, let me, I, I, I thought it was really great, but let me, I, I dare you to take as many mushrooms as he's taken and not repeat yourself. Yeah, good point. Thank good you. point. Thank and plus, it's got to be, maybe he has some of these things on that kind of automatic uh, thing like I have on my phone. If I, I want to reach out to my wife, I just type in C-U-T and it says, you know, can you talk? Ah, right. Yeah, there you go. He's just got auto text on his word processor. Yeah, he's got auto text. He types in a little abbreviation and it says, not for nothing. Yeah, his, his T9 word. Uh, well, anyway, we can talk about news, the newsroom next week. I guess the, what we need to talk about then is the only show we are watching, which is Love in the Wild. Uh, did you watch this week's Love in the Wild? I did. You are not watching Mob Wife Chicago, I take it. No, I'm not watching Mob Wife Chicago. Come on. You make me watch these shows and you're not going to indulge me and watch Mob Wife Chicago. They have the best accents. I've ever heard in my life. Uh, there is nothing sexy about a hardcore Chicago accent on a woman. Uh, okay. You want to see me in my underwear? Uh, you want to see me get on, put on my underwear and dance for you? 
<laughs> okay, well, I'll set the TiVo. I'll I'll set the TiVo. I am going out of town this weekend, so maybe I'll... Oh, do, is it streaming? Can I watch it on the computer, maybe? You can watch it. Wherever. Don't watch it. Just don't watch it. Oh, well, not if I'm going to be berated next week for not watching it. <laughs> it's kind of worth it to watch it so I don't get this shame. Hey, do what you want, Jace, huh? It's your world. We're just living in it. Okay. Well... It, the reason I bring up Love in the Wild is A, it was on this weekend, huh? B, we talk about it. But Reba thought it would be interesting if we actually had someone who was on the show, on our show, to talk about Love in the Wild. Well, first off, who told Reba to think? <laughs> yeah, she's just some computer, as far as I know. <laughs> no, no, so, what did Reba think? It'd be interesting to have. We have on the phone here. Uh, Jenny from uh, who was on Love in the Wild. She was one of the f- Jenny Blatt. Jenny Blatt, the redhead. Uh, yes. 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 Good one, Reba. Yeah, there you go. She was the original. She was in the original uh, group that um, was on the show, and then she got to choose between two different guys, and she chose one guy, and then they brought in a bunch of other girls, and the guy she chose chose another guy, and now she's been sent home. But anyway, we have Jenny here to join us this week about Love in the Wild. Jenny, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, guys. What? Hey. Hello, hello, hello. Ah, this is <laughs> wonderful. I am feeling good now, Jason. Okay. Because <laughs> let me tell you, Jenny, before you came on, Rob was a little touch and go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some estrogen stat, and now we got it. Right. You got it. I'm, uh, I'm here. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So, Jenny, we were just about to talk about this week's episode in Love in the Wild, and you were actually on Love in the Wild, as we talked about just before. Although, I apparently screwed up my introduction. Did I say my introduction wrong, Rob? I believe you said that she was uh, sent home because uh, Ben chose another man over her. Not true. No. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, oops. Thank you for catching that. Uh, but. I am- not altogether false. What? <laughs> so, did you watch this week's episode, or are you, since you're no longer on the show, do you not watch anymore? Oh, no, I definitely watched this week, so I wanted to maybe, like, you know, support them a little bit, even though I'm a tiny bit bitter that I'm not on it, but, um, but yeah, I definitely watched. So, what did you think? I mean, do you think it's a good show? I do. I think it's entertaining. Um, this week was a little bit intense, since uh, Ken and Jesse got into a little spat. Um, I mean, it was, it was not quite as intense as like all the twists and stuff, but I mean, the tempers are flaring, so we'll see. You know, I have a question about, cause I have a theory, a kind of a, a, a rule that I live by okay. and, uh, it's, I, I really believe that bros will work it out and, and I think that those guys will work it out. I think they just need, you know, to have a little, you know, time to kind of, bow up a little bit and say their piece but my sense is that that rift isn't nearly as uh bad as it maybe as they want you to believe what do you what do you know do those guys really not like each other uh yeah they they don't like each other at all <laughs> at all <laughs> wow you, so, there's, you... so there's actual real drama going on behind the scenes that we we may not be picking up on yeah um i think that what had happened is like off camera um, or I mean on camera, but it wasn't shown is uh, that Jesse was interested in Janina from the beginning a little bit. So I think that that might be why Ken got a little bit nervous that since Jesse had the opportunity to break up couples, um, I think Ken thought that he might be in jeopardy, you know, with Janina. So uh-huh. that's 
probably where that came from. They didn't really show that, though, um, but I think that's where that was from. Hey, if her name is Janina, why isn't your name Yenny? <laughs> we can we can change it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's different. Well, I'm curious. How did you how did you come to be on the show um, to begin with? Um, I just actually signed up online. They were having a casting in Philly, and a couple of my girlfriends were like, "You should go. You should go." And I said, "I mean, I guess." So I signed up online because I guess you had to do that before you could go to the casting. And they called me like the next day. And I'm like, this is crap. Like they don't call you the next day when you sign up for these things. But no, they did. And like they met with me individually. I didn't even have to go to the casting. And then they flew me out to L.A. like two weeks later. And then I got chosen. It was nuts. Wow. So what do you think it was about uh, you and your personality, your background that they saw and were like, we got to have this, this, this lovely girl on our show? To, to torture um, her? Torture, yeah, seriously, torture. Um, <laughs> I think they saw, I mean, as you could see on the show, I'm pretty blunt and sarcastic, and I think that they figured I would either cause drama or, you know, at least be funny and real, so maybe that's why they chose me, I don't know. And everybody needs a token redhead on their show, so come on. <laughs> Right, but un unlike we pointed out on our first show, unlike the two b token black guys, you weren't sent home on the first day. <laughs> Seriously, I know I felt so bad. It was kind that of was ridiculous. You no, know, she brings up an interesting point, Jason. I think we need to get a token redhead on our show. I think we got one right if, now. If you're looking, at, I, uh, lovely. See, yeah. I love it when a plan comes together. I know. Like, okay, we should do that every. Okay, so we record every Thursday, Jenny. Just call in. We'll be here. Okay. Fantastic. I'm like, I'm the token. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, Rob, that you say what what is it that they chose about Jenny? Because I I can think of exactly why we chose Jenny to be on our show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to tell me why? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. What was that? Hey, actually, I have another question. Said Jason, okay. evading that. Uh, when the we we've been following your tweets after the show, and you seem to be saying that you weren't quite as invested in the show itself as you as it appeared to be in your edit. Were you genuinely looking for love in the wild, or dare I say, love in the resort in Guatemala? <laughs> Is it Guatemala? I thought it was the Dominican Republic. Yeah, it was the Dominican Republic. No, I oh. definitely was. I was open to it. Um, I was skeptical, of course. I mean, you don't really know who's going to be there, what kind of guy is going to go on a show like that. Um, but, I mean, I was open to it. I kind of really wanted to do it for the adventure aspect. I had never done anything even remotely close to that type of thing. So um, it was sort of like there were different variables. You know, it wasn't like solely love. It was also the adventure aspect too. So let me ask you this. So do you prefer love in the wild versus, say, love in South Philly? Yeah. <laughs> the guys here suck. <laughs> oh, really? Jeez. It's, it's a wild of its own. Did, so yeah. here's what we think is the flaw of the show, though. Um, okay. Let's say that you and Ben really – is that his name? Is it Ben? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ben with all his tattoos. Let's say that you and he really hit it off. Like, the, for example, this past week, Vanessa and the other guy – I don't remember. And Jason, name. yeah. Yeah. They, they actually felt like they had a connection, but they got sent home at the end. Is that such a bad thing? Let's say you actually fell in love with Ben, and then you guys didn't win the show. Who cares? Like, you, you found love, so you won anyway. Right? I love. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, I mean, it's like 
you kind of see what sucked for Jason and Vanessa was that that was like their first adventure together really by themselves. So they'd only had maybe like three days to get to know each other at that point for like, you know, the way that they filmed it. Um, so they realized, Oh, Hey, we have this connection. This is great. Let's do this adventure. Oh no, we lost. And now we're going home. So like, who really knows if it's that much of a connection, you know? And they don't live probably in the same towns, right? So when they go home, it's not like they're going home like, oh, good, we both live in Los Angeles or something like that. They're going to opposite parts of the country. Right. I think he lives in San Francisco and she lives in Arizona. But I think that they're still together. Ooh, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Well, that's not a spoiler alert. <laughs> they're, off, they're off the show. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to stir could, things up. I could be wrong. I really, I really don't know that for sure. But I think that – I mean they, they're still at least on like good terms and they – um, they talk and stuff. I just don't really know how, how serious it is. Do you actually get sent home when they say sent home or do you hang out for the rest of the recording? Like, do, is there going to no. be another twist where you show up at the end? Maybe <laughs> I wish that would have been amazing, but no, we got sent home. Uh, yep. When they, when they send you home, you're, you're gone like the next day. Okay. I'm Rob, curious about curious. what goes on. Thank you, Jason. Yes. <laughs> I'm curious about what goes on back when the, you know when the cameras are, are not filming y'all. I'm assuming there's there's a, a point in the day when they they knock off and then you guys are just hanging out, you know, by the bungalows or whatever. And what, what do they ply you with uh, with alcohol and shellfish? How does this? How does that work? What what goes on you know, when you guys are just hanging out? Um, you know, the cameras are always on. Um, okay. If the cameras are not on. They do what's called a gag order, so you're not allowed to talk to anybody because they don't want to. They want they want to make sure that they're catching everything that happens. So, I mean, when when we're just chilling at the resort or at the cabins or whatever, I mean, the cameras are always there. It's just all in the editing um, as to like what you see. But our downtime, we pretty much drank the whole time. Oh, <laughs> we just. <laughs> just drank the whole time i mean because there would be a couple days you know in between an adventure and the elimination and we would just get to know each other and party and chill by the pool you know some there was like a big beer pong tournament but they didn't air any of that um yeah we just hung out it was really fun i'm picturing chicken fights too in my kind of fantasy world i I picture a lot of chicken fights in slow motion and (laughs) uh and things like that naked chicken fights no um summer (laughs) i had one we had one and, and I accidentally grabbed the crap out of her boob and she was like, Oh my God, like, I'm so like, we just like freaked out. And then we just like hugged and both like got off our partner. Like that was our chicken fight. It was like not a real chicken fight at all. Now imagine that in slow motion though. And I think you have something there. I'm, know, I'm way, way ahead of you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you're, so you're sitting around drinking Presidente's, um, playing beer pong, getting to know one another. Is it pretty obvious at that point who's really vibing with with the their partner or like maybe without their partner, and you can kind of see what's brewing just as a result of you know observing and watching people? Did you know Ben was like wandering eyes? Um, here's the thing about that. Like, yeah, I mean, you could tell who was who was really vibing and who was you know surfing, um, but. The Ben wandering eyes thing. I know that you you're probably talking about when he approached Shauna. Mm-hmm. Is she the one with the breasts the size of her head? No, 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 no. That's Michelle. That's that. So Shauna was beforehand when he was like 
she she was like the crazy crazy one who cried all the time and like I don't know if you remember she was a yoga instructor. Oh yes, yes, really, yes. Really right. Me. Yeah, the yeah. yoga instructor. We talked about her. She she's an actress. Oh, that's right. right. Yes. yes. She she felt to me like she was auditioning for something that was beyond yoga instructing. Totally. Completely. You're right. But Ah, um, I knew it. Point for Rob. She, yeah, point. For, um so she ended up like, you know, asking Ben if he would choose her in that elimination and he said no, that he wanted to stay with me right. in the yes. second episode. So that was all a part of my master plan. Your master plan? Um, oh yeah. Love there was it. some scheming. They're not really showing very much of the scheming, but there there's been a lot of scheming going on. And I think that's also why Ken yelled at Jesse, because Jesse was a pretty big schemer too. Um so for Ben and I, like we knew that we were either going home or we had to really come up with something to get us to stay. And so I had him flirt with Shauna so that she would think he would say yes oh. to her. To ah, diabolical Jenny Blatt. I like uh, that. Yeah, I mean, I had to stay, you know? Yeah, but is the scheming to stay on the show to be on television? Is it the scheming to stay on the show to win the prize? Or is the scheming to stay on the show to have intimate relations? Well, I think it's a little bit of everything, but for us i mean we really weren't sure what our connection was at that point because it was so early on so i think that we just ben and i just really wanted to stay together you know stay on the show to explore that a little further because like i said we really didn't know at that point and then you know we're finally he says no to shauna we're safe and then they bring on the six new girls and i was like well those boobs yeah. make sure that i'm not safe anymore that girl's boobs the size of my head but he liked her so and you had no idea that was coming, correct? No, we had no idea. Yeah, see, now I have a theory about Ben staying with her. I think that's part of the scheming thing. Because Rob and I, part of the reason we, we are so fond of you, Jenny, is that you are <laughs> a real person. There's a lot, like the, act, the yoga instructor who really wants to be an actress. We see so many people on these shows that are just doing it right. to be on TV and doing it to audition to be an actress or doing it to be a hostess or whatever. And right. I, I don't know what Ben's motives are. I have an inkling. But I think that in in real life, you're a catch. And Ben would have held Aww. on to you. But on TV, <laughs> it's like, well, here's this plastic girl who's all put together, who's rubbing up against me in the pool table. Like, <laughs> when is this ever going to happen yeah. to me again? This is never going to happen to me ever. So I'm going to stay on TV to maybe be with this girl instead of someone who's genuinely fantastic. Right. I mean, I feel like you're right. I mean, I'm like the girl next door. I'm the I'm the girl that you like take home to mom and like you marry. But that girl's like, you know, the stripper that you cheat on your wife with. Right. So it's like it's been a lifetime thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So do, has this led to uh, more offers from real people now that you're back in South Philly, or is this? Um. I mean, yeah. Like my Facebook and my Twitter blow up with random people that um I don't know who are like, I'll take you on a date. Blah blah blah. But creepy. I, I don't, creepy. Yeah. It's a little, I mean, it's flattering, but it's definitely a little creepy. <laughs> Not sure how I feel about that. Well, you can. So what? What? Uh, I was kind of curious. What do you want to see? Kind of come as a result of you know you exposed to a lot of people being on the show. Do you have a, a way that you would like to maybe try and parlay this or are you just content with the experience and, you know, obviously being on this show has got to be a pretty big highlight in your life? Yeah, it was a great experience. I'm pretty content with it. I mean, 
I wouldn't turn down another offer to do another show. I don't, but I'm not, you know, actively searching for fame from it. It was, it was fun. It is what it is, you know. Well, you shouldn't have come on this show if you weren't looking for fame. Let me tell you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think the guys on Facebook are creepy? Wait till you see who listens to this show. (laughs) Wait. Well, you are a pleasure, Jenny. You really are. Um, so we're going to m- make you uh, uncomfortable by asking you some questions here. These are five five quick questions that we're going to rapid-fire send at you. Just answer off the top of your head. Don't give it any thought. Just whatever the first thing you come up with is is the answer. Yes. You ready? You ready there to play? No wrong, there are no wrong answers, Jenny. No <laughs> wrong answers. Okay. Go with your gut. No wrong answers. Can't stress that enough. You're right. Okay. Yeah, you want to start, Rob? I will start. Okay. Jenny, what is your favorite cheese? Munster. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not right. Your favorite cheese is Stilton. My what? It's, <laughs> your favorite cheese is Stilton. You did say cheese, right? Absolutely. And you said your favorite cheese was Munster, and I'm here to tell you that your favorite cheese is Stilton. I don't even know. It, it's what? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Rob, you're th- see, we're getting giving her too much time to think. <laughs> okay, well, I have a question. Since he's faking that accent, where do you think Ben is really from? Tennessee. <laughs> he's not faking the accent, but he might be pulling it out a little. Okay. All right, so this one is, 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 is going to be very telling. Morris Day in the Time or the Steve Miller Band? Wait, what? Morris Day in the Time or the Steve Miller Band? Both do a version of Jungle Love. I'll go Steve Miller Band. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Okay, Pats or Genos? Genos. Really? Interesting. Actually, Jim's, but that wasn't an option. But Genos over Pats, yeah. Okay. All right, you're a ginger. Do blondes have more fun? Okay, Uh, last question. You're lost in a forest. The forest is between two villages. In village A, live only liars. They always lie. In village B, people always tell the truth, and you want to go to village B. Then you see a man who's either from village A or B, and you can only ask him one question. Which question will you ask him to make sure where village B is? Oh, my God. I would say... Oh, shit. Um... I feel like I this is a pub- repeat that question. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I mean, like, I understood that question better than the cheese question, but um, <laughs> I would say if I, oh, crap, if I were to go to, wait, I, oh, I would ask him, I'm trying to be, like, really smart right now, and I'm not. Um, I would say which way, point me in the direction of the hot guys. Perfect. You'd go in the other direction, right? And you would. There's right. hope for us, Jason. Yeah, exactly. You would. You would. You would say which way's the hot guys, and then you'd you'd go in the other direction. You'd end up right where you are here on the What yeah, Do They Said podcast. The there you go. Perfect. <laughs> that was oh. funny. Fantastic. Well, Jenny, you are funny. You're fantastic. We'd love to have you back on to talk more about Love in the Wild, maybe, if you're available. We just always do yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Wonderful. Totally. 
great. That would be fantastic. This is Jenny Blatt. You can, is there places people can find you if you want them to find you? Um, my Twitter is just at Jenny Blatt, just how it sounds. Great. Fantastic. Uh, Jenny, we will continue to watch Love in the Wild, whether you're on it or not. We would love to have you back to talk about it. You are fantastic, um, and we really appreciate you calling in. Thanks, guys. Thank you're great. you so much. Great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Great. Bye-bye now. Bye. Oh, she is as lovely on the phone as she was on the show. Yes. Yes. So that's your other con- contest, cute. right? You know what? She is, like, cute with two Ts. Yes, she's she's cut cutty, cutty cutty Sark, something like <laughs> no, that. I mean, really, like that. There's something about that girl next door, sort of, you know, just quality that I love in 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 a uh, in a person like Jenny Blatt. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 that's kind of why I don't think that she's on the show anymore because she's like a real person as opposed to these television personalities next time we we have jenny on we we have to somehow work it so that we are actually visually you know in the same room uh, yeah we'll get back to do that. we need a duvet do we need a duvet philly maybe a satellite location yeah that's totally what we need uh okay so running running a little long so let's uh let's be we bees wheeze <laughs> it's not bees wheeze it's oh. bigly oh i'm sorry bigly Big league a little bit this weekend. This weekend, mm-hmm. ah, well, let me get a few plugs in. I am going to start by tonight, Thursday night. All of our New York listeners, if you happen to be in Brooklyn, Greenpoint, go out and check out Nude Beach. Yes, that's right, they're playing in the flesh. Nude Beach, good band, Jace. You'd like these guys, they sound a lot like Tom Petty to me, early okay. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, so I'm gonna go see them. And I plan on uh, doing a little writing about the uh, the thing, so I'm excited to see them. And then uh, seeing some more music. Saturday night, going to go see a band called The Figs play at Fontana's here in uh, New York City. Not a sponsor. And uh, it's going to be hot, Jace. It's going to be in the high 90s. It's going to feel like it's in the hundreds because of the heat index, something I never had to deal with in San Francisco. Nice. So yes. just try and stay cool. Try and be cool and stay cool. And that's what I got going on, big league style. Nice. Very exciting. So you're choosing to see a band instead of the movie that I'm in. Oh, I'm sorry. That's in addition to. Oh, I see. The movie. I'm going to see your movie on first, which is what we we discussed. It's playing at a Hunter College. Worth the wait, part of the Manhattan Film Festival. Can you see that first and then the band? Okay, fantastic. Good. I'd love to hear your review of it. I want you to beeswees about it. I'm, Can uh, I be- beeswees about your movie? Yes, do a little beeswees. No holds barred. No holds barred. I am going to be... Ask me what I'm doing this weekend. Well, I was going to. You just never... You know what you do? You, you, don't, you don't allow me to ask, and then it makes me look like a jerk because uh, I don't ask. Well, I just like to keep the show moving. Sometimes, sometimes it feels like I'm the only one paying attention. <laughs> oh! Oh! oh. Reba, get somebody that pays attention. Um, <laughs> Jenny Blatt back on the phone. <laughs> uh, Chase, what do you got going on this weekend? Big I am, league, buddy. Hopefully, at some point today, this very day, I will be getting in my car and driving up to the San Francisco Bay Area. That's my my wish. 
Uh, I'm spending the weekend up in the Bay Area. I'm hoping to leave today. Uh, if not, I'll leave early tomorrow morning. And uh, I'm going to uh, spend some time with some friends up there. And there's a big, somewhat of a reunion barbecue thing happening, a uh, high school reunion barbecue thing happening on Saturday afternoon that's going to have all sorts of people there. At least 70 people have RSVP'd to the Facebook invite. Um, wow. So I'll be going to do that to visit with a bunch of friends. And then after that, there's a smaller uh, gathering of even more high school people in the San Francisco city um, that evening. So I'll be leaving that barbecue, probably having dinner with listener Pete and his uh, family on Saturday night, and then uh, going out into the San Francisco city to see even more people. So it'll be a lot of catching up to do um, while I'm up in the city. And I'm hoping to do all that and hopefully, fingers crossed, a little bit more. But we'll see. Ooh, intriguing. I charge you since you're going to see these 70-plus people, to get 70 new likes on Facebook. Okay, I'm on it. Let's see if we can get that Tony King to like us. Oh, he's elusive. He is on Facebook, so that's probably why he doesn't like us on Facebook. Wow. Oh, well. Well, I like us on Facebook. I like you, Rob. Aw, I like you too, Jace. Thanks. Uh, and I like that Jenny Blatt, so thanks for coming on. Like and... Jenny Blatt, absolutely. You know, she's already, by the way, I just I just received a tweet, and she's already posted something about the very interview that you will be hearing listeners shortly uh just finished up a magical interview with at bob duvet so fun wow see look at that right magical right love it making people happy is what we do all right well you'll make me happy by ending the show so let's wrap it up uh we'll talk to you all next week thank you jenny thank you rob i can go all night stop 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 uh, Love in the Wild, tune in every uh, Tuesday night at 10 o'clock on NBC. And uh, that's our plug for that. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jason. I will talk to you next week. Next week. Can you tell me what the they said? Did you hear what the they said? Can you hear what the they said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> I don't even know. Can you spell that? What is that? What are you even saying? It, it, it's a type of blue cheese. It's spelled S-T-I-L-T-O-N. I believe it's from England, and it probably comes from <laughs> a, a cat.